0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Bello. One of the things that we're going to do uh, this year is to talk about our positional rights as believers. Because before you come into the experience of uh, the things that God will have you do as a believer, you first of all have to know your position. So you're going to act first from a position, okay, and that that guarantees predictable outcomes. Amen? Amen. So once you are sure of your position, there are certain things that will not shift your expectations. Like Pastor Chibu's she was saying, the storm will not shift your expectation because it came. But just as you know your name is your name, you're sure certain things will happen because of your position. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just like you know you're a man, you know you're not going to wear a skirt when you wake up in the morning, you wear a trouser. You are sure that you will do what men do. And just as you know you're a woman, you're sure you're going to do what women do. You see, that certainty is because of who you already are. So this year we're going to take us on journeys, on a series of topics that teach your identity from a positional standpoint. Hallelujah and one of the first that we've considered in in this year is sonship. Let's say together sonship. Sonship. Uh, sonship I'm not saying sonship to exclude the ladies. But in the kingdom of God both the male gender and the female gender we're all sons, right? Okay, so sonship is inclusive of everyone. All right. So let's say together sonship. Sonship. All right. Sonship, as the have began to talk about sonship, and um, it's important that we know as sons, there are certain things that we have come into because we're sons. We're going into other topics that speaks of our rights as believers, but the first that we're going to begin is sonship. Hallelujah. First John chapter three, verse one says, "Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called what?" the sons of God, the children of God yeah I know we all know that scripture, we've quoted it a lot of times you see but it's important to know the extent or to the advantage sonship gives you because it is possible for God to have saved you or delivered you and not necessarily make you a son are you getting to what I'm saying? Someone can be given a presidential pardon. But doesn't necessarily mean he's the son of the president. So we could have been redeemed. yeah. We could have been redeemed from sin and from hell. And not necessarily be called sons. But sonship is something extra you have come into. Apart from the fact that you were redeemed from sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why John says, Behold, is something that he, he exclaims he says, Behold, what manner of love, what kind of love this is the Father has given to us that we should be called what, the sons of God. Can you lift up your hands and say, I'm a son? I'm a son. Look around you, and if you know there are sons around you, um, um, ask your neighbor, Are you sure you're a son? Sure? Sure? Ask somebody else. Ask, ask somebody else. Are you sure? Look, at, look behind you and ask the person, are you sure you're a son? Are you sure you're a son? You see, you might not look like the person who you are sitting with, but that person is your father's child. Right? Yeah, or we're all different, but you see, God has many children. There are many of us. <laughs> praise God. Some some have Amen. Let's <laughs> not go there. Praise God. Some have bald head, some have some have ogre, some have you know long eyelashes, some have you know you said mango mango head, yours yours. You see, but the truth is we are all sons praise God what qualifies us as sons is not the way we look it's something that happened to us inside that qualified us to be sons so because you are a son there are certain privileges you have come into and certain things that you are going to enjoy because you are a son just because you are a son Because you are not a slave, because you are not a stranger, you will come into certain things. Redemption has delivered you from something, but it has also saved you to something. So redemption takes you away from hopelessness and sin, but it delivers you to the benefit of sonship. Hallelujah. Let me just do something briefly. But if, if you if you know the scripture as a child, let's let's say it together. Behold what there's a song, right? There's a song. Now we know those who grew up in children's section are not, and those who did not. If you know the song, let's sing it. The Father has given. Oh, okay. Man. <laughs> that's the way the teacher would say it Right now you just made me feel like the pastor of plenty children. <laughs> Praise God, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, amen. Behold what man of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called sons of God. I'm called a son. As much as Jesus is a son, I'm a son. Jesus was the only begotten of the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. But the Bible goes on to say, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be also called, just as he was called son, there is no, there is no um, reduction in my level of sonship as much as Jesus. As much as Jesus is a son, I am a son. The same privileges that God gives Jesus is the same that He gives me. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, God looks at Jesus in a certain way. And when you come on the scene, He looks at you the same. There's no difference. He's not not actually looking at you and your father who gave birth to you, your mom who gave birth to you, to identify you. He's identifying you through Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Celebrate your sonship. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm a son. I'm a son in the kingdom. I'm not a slave. You know, I'm not a slave. I'm not, I I'm not want to be. I'm not trying to be. I'm a son. I mean, there are certain things that belong to me because i'm a son so your prayers have to change the way you pray the way you the way you approach god it has to change some of us come as though we're begging it has to change tell your neighbor it should change it should change it has to change i'm a son i'm a son hallelujah Behold what man of love the Father has given to us that we should be called. So Jesus is no longer the only begotten Son. But right now He's is the firstborn amongst many brethren. Do you understand that? Jesus who was the only begotten. But the Bible says for as many as received him to them he gave power to be called the sons. John 1.12 so, right now, he's the firstborn and we, he has many brothers. I'm one of them. Are you? Yes. I'm one of them. And you know what belongs to. You see, the, the prodigal son, or oh well, the story is not really about the prodigal son because the Bible begins with saying a certain man had two sons. So, it's not really about sons, it's about the man. Right? It's about the father it's about the prodigal father like Pastor Ideal said one son came to meet the man and said to the man give me all that is mine the man didn't take all that was for the younger son and gave it to him because he came first he took for the younger brother and he also took for the older brother who did not ask are you getting what I'm saying so even the one who did not ask got a portion of the inheritance because the one who asked needed his own portion. There are certain things that Jesus has received from the Father. Even though you have not asked, you already. Do you understand it? You already have it. So all you need to do is to step into what is yours. Praise God. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Pastor Jesus said something. He said, Our positional rights are like tunnels that bring you to eternity. Did you hear that? Huh? He said it as though he was just saying Indomie. <laughs> he, said, he said, Our positional rights are like tunnels that bring us to eternity. Your positional rights, who you are in Christ, connects you to eternity. And he said something he said what is a burden in your heart already exists in eternity that if you are picturing something and you have a burden to do something and you end up probably doing a leaf in the actual sense there is a tree so when you have faith for something it's evidence that that thing already exists do you understand what I'm saying if you are saying I'm trusting God for this it's in your heart God has called you to do something, it's there. Maybe write a book, open a blog, open a ministry, do something, foundation or whatever it is. You see, that thing already exists in the Spirit. For you to think it, it's there. For you to say, I have faith for it, it's there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because like he said, the analogy that he gave, that God called the man... And hypothetically, now it didn't happen real, okay? But God called the man and showed the man the full tree. He said, That thing you are desiring on earth, this is the full picture. You see, so Paul prays now. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened and you might know what is the hope of your calling. You may know what he hoped for when he called you. What did God see when he called you? Are you getting what I'm saying? When he said, Come. What did he see? Because it is you who will do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's you who will make that happen. That's why some opportunities are blinded to some people. Because it's it's for you. Do you understand it? It's, It's for me. So some people will not see it. But I'm the one who will step into it. Do you understand it? So behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the sons of God. Matthew chapter 17. Let's run. Matthew chapter 17 verse. Verse 22. Matthew 17 verse 22. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the hands of men and they shall kill him and the third day he shall be raised again and they were exceeding sorry. verse 24 and when they were come to Capernaum they that received tribute money came to Peter and said doth not your master pay tribute the first The first conversation was about his death. Now we have come into a second conversation in verse 24, which is about paying tributes. The first conversation from verse 22 to 23 was about how he was going to die. The second conversation from verse 24 is about paying tributes. And saith, yes. Thus Peter answered those people who came to meet him This Jesus who you are following, doesn't he pay tributes? Now you have to understand that these people who came to Peter are not necessarily the tax collectors. They are not the tax collectors of the days of these times that we are reading. But they are Jewish people who collect some tributes or taxes for the upkeep of, of the temple. So they are a separate group of people entirely. Not the same group of people. So, they come to Peter and Peter answers them. He says, yes, he does. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him saying that Jesus took Peter one side. So it means Jesus, where he was, heard the conversation of those people who were asking Peter, doesn't your master pay tributes? are you getting it so when Peter was about to come into the house Jesus just held him and was talking to him privately and he says what thinkest thou Simon of whom do the kings of the earth take customs or tributes that is the kings of the world Who who do they collect tributes from That's what Jesus is asking him. Okay? Of their own children or of strangers? I like it when the version uses the word sons. Do they take the tributes from sons or from strangers? Now Peter replied and said, Of strangers, Jesus said unto him, Then the sons are free. We're talking about sonship, right? So Jesus said to Peter, the sons are free. If the kings of this earth take tribute from strangers, it means the real citizens don't pay tax. Are you connecting gospel now? If you go to Dubai, what you pay to live is not what a Dubai citizen pays. Because he is a son or she's a son. But we, who Johnny just come, praise God. <laughs> we just came into the city. What you're going to pay will be probably a hundred times more than what the sons of the land will pay. So that's what Jesus is asking him. He says, to whom do the kings of the earth collect tributes from? And then Peter rightly answered and said, from strangers. Then Jesus said, Notwithstanding, lest we, should, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast, Where am I? Go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money, a, a coin of shekel. Which which is worth about double for the tax that they were requesting for. So that means Jesus asked Peter to go find a coin to pay for himself and for Peter. Did you get that? Is somebody getting that? If you are with Jesus, it's already paid for. Do you understand? So Peter did not, there was no, there was no struggle. come back to the conversation of the sons are free and the strangers pay the tax you see why you don't pay the tax what I mean pay the tax of course you all know this is a gospel believing church I mean keep the law do you understand that so you pay your house rent all right So, because I'm preaching this now, the landlord comes and Pastor Phil said, the songs are free. Really? (laughs) Don't call me when you're in jail. (laughs) But are you getting this? Yes, sir. Okay. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money and take and give unto them for me and for you. Somebody say, for him, and me. for him and me. See, what Jesus has provided, you also have. Yes, what Jesus has, you also have. Hallelujah. Say it together with me, what he has, what he has I, also have. I also have. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor what he has, what he has you, also have. you also have. Hallelujah. Are you sure his blood has done it? you understand what i'm saying because if the conversation in your head comes back to what he did now remember that my father taught us he said on on friday he was teaching and he said that the difference between the law and between the message of grace is that the law teaches you to do and it is until you have done You get a blessing or something in response from God. But in the kingdom of God, in the dispensation of grace, it is not about do. It's about done. It's what has been done. And because of that, you set your life. So Jesus said it's finished. It 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 was not just talking when he said it's finished. It means it's completely done. Hallelujah. So you see, this conversation, He was saying, Jesus calls Peter and he says to Peter, to whom do the kings of the earth collect these taxes from? And then Peter responded rightly and he said, to, to whom? To strangers, not sons. Not sons. But you have to know that Jesus was talking about the Israelites because this tax that we're talking about is not the tax that the Roman soldiers were collecting. I hope you know there was a tax at that time that Romans were collecting. But that's not the conversation here. The conversation here is within Jews because it was fellow Jews who came to fellow Jews, or it was Jews who came to Jews to collect this tax. For the upkeep of their temple. So when Jesus was talking about strangers and sons. He was talking about strangers and sons within the same Jews. So that means there are some people in the Jewish category that are really sons. And some people in the Jewish categories that are strangers. Are you getting my point? So what he's trying to say is that you don't. You are not a son just because you are a Jew. You are a son because of something. And you are a stranger not because you are not a Jew. Did you get that? You are a stranger because of something. Look at Galatians chapter 3 verse. Let's see 18. Galatians chapter 3 verse 18. might be a little bit technical for some but just follow closely let's do um, let's do 16 let's do from verse 16 now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made he does not say unto seeds as of many but as of one unto your seed who is what? Christ so here he's distinguishing seeds which are Israelites or the Jewish people. But Paul is saying here that the promise was not made to seeds who are rightfully Jewish people, but it was made to what? Seed. Which is whom? Which is Christ. So Christ is the factor for being a son or a factor for not being a son. So you can be a Jew all you want. And it doesn't make you any different from me, who is a Yoruba boy. Or you, who is where you come from. (laughs) There is no advantage that Jewish people have over you. Our connecting factor is Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's what he's trying to say. So, Jesus must be saying something very, very striking. Now, he is trying to say that. They were collecting taxes for the temple. And he's trying to tell them. I hope you know the first conversation I gave you from verse 22 to 24 was conversation of what? His death. Second conversation was conversation of the tax. The third conversation is conversation of the fish and the coin. Right? So the first conversation which is of his death then we enter into another conversation, which is of the taxes. Jesus is trying to say something, that the moment he dies, and is resurrected, there is no need for collecting dues for this temple. Because this temple, has sh- the idea of temple, has shifted from place to person. Yes, Do you understand what I'm saying? So, it's, it's not about where now is about whom that's why when the woman who was at the well in John chapter 4 the bible says that the woman was talking to Jesus the woman said to Jesus that your fathers worship in the temple okay some worship on this mountain and then Jesus now replied to the woman in John 4:24 that for god is spirit and they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Which means that you don't need to go to temple for illegitimate worship. Neither do you need to stay on the mountain for legitimate worship. That God is spirit and they who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So Jesus has become the temple. That's why Paul says, Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells in you. So he shifted the conversation from um, paying taxes for the upkeep of a physical temple to himself. So anyone who understands that he or she doesn't need to pay tax for the physical temple at the time, but stay with Jesus is the Son who is free. Did you get it? So he said the sons are free from paying the taxes. Sons are free. Somebody said the sons are free. It means we are free from the law. We are free from the customs of the of the the moral, the, the moral law, the ceremonial law, the civil law. We are free from all the laws. Now the spirit of God inside of you helps you to now do those things that the law is commanding you to do. That's a difference. One, there is demand for the law. For grace, there is supply yes. of the spirit. There is enablement of the spirit. Hallelujah. in matthew 26 verse 61 see what jesus said matthew 26 verse 61 he says and said this fellow said i am able to destroy the temple of god and to build it in three days they were accusing jesus They were saying look at what jesus said he said he's able to destroy the temple and build it in three what did jesus mean when he said destroy this temple I will build it back in three days. What does it mean? He's not talking about the the physical temple. He's talking about his body. On the third day, he rose again. Hallelujah. Somebody said the sons are free. I've come into freedom because I'm a son. Yeah, yeah. I've come into freedom because I'm a son. Right now, everything I need to do You see, because those taxes were monthly taxes. They were weekly taxes. They were yearly taxes. You have to do something for the sustenance of the temple. But look at Jesus. His body is already broken for you. The benefits of his broken body is already shared to the church. There's nothing for you to do again. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Lastly, the other conversation is the conversation of the coin in the fish, right? Yeah, that's remarkable, remarkable, it's remarkable that Jesus will send Peter anyways for them not to be angry with us. Peter, come, go and pay our tax, but we know we are free. (laughs) Do you understand it? And he said, just come, don't, but we know who we are. We know we are free. And then what happens? A coin is found in in the mouth of a fish. That that coin, I don't know how it got there. I, I don't know how it got there. It's possible the coin, someone dropped it there, and then the fish that swallowed the coin did not swallow the coin completely. God orchestrated the fish. To be in the place where Peter was going to throw. Do you understand it? Are you seeing orchestration here? That's why when some things are working for you. It's because you are a son. So you have to understand it. Now, see what I'm trying to say to you. The coin was provided in the fish's mouth. But Peter went to take the, he took the hook. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's action. There's action from position. There is action from what? Position. Not action to position. Not action to become a son. You cannot do anything to become a son. In fact, you cannot be a more son than you already are now. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't be more sonship. (laughs) Than you already are. Your sonship does not grow. You cannot improve on sonship. Are you getting me? But you can act accordingly. And your action accordingly can improve. But your status as a son cannot improve. God will not say, oh, because of this thing you have done now. You are a higher son. (laughs) This one who is there wasting time is a lower son. Or this one who is not doing anything is a lower son. This one is a higher son. No, there's nothing like that. The same platform he gave Christ is what you have. Isn't God amazing? Yes. You see, p- believers don't know on what they are standing on. If believers know that as Jesus is a son, what is the expectation I should have if Jesus was doing what I'm doing now? How different is it going to be? If it was Jesus. So it is that expectation that should guide your life. It should guide your thoughts. Is God angry with me? How? Is he angry with Jesus? That's your question. That's the real question. Not if God is angry with you. The real question is Is God angry with Jesus? If the answer is no, then he's not angry with you. The real question is Is Jesus poor? Then your conversation should be that if he is not poor, because he told Peter, go and get for me and you. Do you understand it? I'm not poor, too. And I hope you know because he's a father, he's mindful of you. See, God thinks of you as though you are the only one. It will amaze you to know how much he thinks about you. The angels ask God one day, he says, What is man? That thou art mindful of him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. The original translation says you have made him a little lower than Elohim. Not the angels. Because we are not lower than the angels. If as a matter of fact you will judge angels. You understand that? Yeah. In the last day you are going to judge angels. Me and you. In, the Bible says angels desire to look into these things that we are in. Angels want to be like you. And then you look at somebody and say, You are my angel. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, okay? But you understand what I'm saying? You are more than an angel, you are a son. You are more than an angel. You see, it's, it's the picture you had when you were growing up. The way they, they drew angel <laughs> With the wings. You see, something is blocking your eyes. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> You're not seeing correctly who you are. <laughs> I don't want to be an angel. No, he's mindful of me, not angels. You know what, do you know what um, um, the, whoever the writer of Hebrews is? The writer of Hebrews said, To which of the angels... Did he say, sit at my right hand? None of them. Not even Gabriel. Information minister. Or Michael, the chief of defense. No, 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 no. He didn't say to any of them, sit at my right hand. He said to his son, sit here. And guess what? We are seated with him. We are seated with him. So I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an angel angels serve you they work for you they hearken to the command to the voice of his counsel that's what the bible says that's what angels do so you are not an angel you are better off than an angel if a god is so mindful of you that morning afternoon night he's thinking about you and he's saying get it get it get it i want her to see that i love her i hope you know sons who know That they are loved. They behave better. In fact, you can tell the difference from the way they are walking. The one who is loved and the one who is not loved. You can tell the difference. When you know daddy is angry with you, you you know there's a way you come inside the house. (laughs) And when daddy is pleased with you, you there's a way, there's there's a pride. Amen. Are you getting me? There's a swag. There's a swag you walk into. The house with, so I, my father is pleased with me. I'm not coming to church to say, God, you see that matter I've been telling you about. You still have to forgive me. Where are you? Are you in the law? You are acting like a stranger. But if you understand, you are a son. See, there is nothing that is more than the blood, because if you if you if you feel God is angry with you. You are indirectly insulting the blood. You are indirectly saying that that thing God is angry with you for is more than the blood. Of which the... Are you following this conversation? Of which if God wants to accept somebody is the sacrifice he looks at and it wasn't a a goat that died for you. touch your neighbor say it's not goat it's not goat blood it's not goat blood we're talking about it's not goat blood it's 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 and you know goat does not want to die <laughs> you, are, have you have you ever dragged a goat that does not want to follow <laughs> <Yeah>? <laughs> ah, there are some there are some unbelievers who have a goat spirit Yes, I, I said that because I, as I was saying this thing to you, I was thinking about something. else. you know, I've explained this thing to you. Where you'll be saying one thing and you're saying something in your heart somewhere else. Praise God. If only you know where my heart is. Praise God. It's not a goat's blood that died for you. You see, because there can never be an improvement on top of Jesus. You, can, you cannot get a better sacrifice than Jesus. It's not possible you can't it was the highest sacrifice ever do you know how i know it's the highest sacrifice it was god who became flesh so that's why it's the highest sacrifice there's there's no improvement on that and if you have become that person i don't understand what you are saying that god is angry with you you are insulting the blood you are saying the blood is not enough See, just begin to function as a song. Do you understand? Some people, do you know, it will amaze you that some people are, the way they are in church, because they feel they're not qualified to do some things, to shock you. Mm. They feel, God is so angry with me, I'm not in good terms with God. You, small you. <laughs> <laughs> it's too Are You get what I'm saying? It's too... <laughs> say i'm not in good terms with god if you are not in good terms with god you think you'll be eh? (laughs) that's the way (laughs) that's the way we would have gone (laughs) you are not in good terms with god and you are saying it you are proud about it you know me and god were not really cool right now i need to prepare myself and then come before god then i know i'm cool with god y'all (laughs) <laughs> you, you don't know what you are saying praise God see he has reconciled himself with you do you understand it he has reconciled himself with you already so you because act accordingly reconcile yourself back you are, the, 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 what, the middle wall of partition has been broken you know when the Bible says he is our peace who has broken down the middle wall of partition and has made both one. Do you know what that means? It means that the enmity between you and God, there was a wall of partition. The Bible says, Jesus is your peace. He broke that wall and he made you and God. So, I was telling you the orchestration, the fish matter now. Yeah. How, you know, Peter went through the hook and then God orchestrated that. Even as the fish... Opened its mouth. Okay? And 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 took the bait. That coin did not still enter the stomach of the fish in the process of opening its mouth. Do you understand it? You see, God was working from the beginning. Even before Jesus sent Peter there, there was an orchestration. Maybe somebody, one small child, just took a coin Tya! and threw it. And then Jesus had foreseen that they would come and ask for a coin. Maybe three days before he started doing all those things. Do you know there are some workings for you now? But we're, we're, we're going to come into some things. And the readiness of those things will make you see that it didn't start today. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will, you will realize that this thing has been worked for a period of time it's not today it started you see that's why when god is working it's sweet yes. ah, labor. <laughs> when, <laughs> apostle when god is working it's interesting you will not struggle all you will do take the hook <whistles> but some of us you know what we, we're, we're, we're doing we want Jesus has said, go to the river. Go and collect coin. You want the fish to now come and meet you. How far are you now? Praise uh, God. <laughs> you, you now want the fish to leave the water. No. Eh? <laughs> <And> enter, <laughs> enter land. Take bike. Meet you where you are. There is responsibility on top of grace. Yes. Are you getting it? grace has re- grace empowers you for a responsibility as Jesus said to Peter go he was going from a position and then he got the fish and he paid for Jesus and himself there are certain things you will get in this season you will struggle to get them that's um, that's five naira amen <laughs> let me say it again I said there are certain things you will get In this season, you will not struggle to get there. You will not. You will not. They will come to you as though it was orchestrated from God. That's what it is. It's gonna because you are a son, you are not a stranger. The sons are free. The sons are free. The sons are free. Do you agree with me here? Yeah, the sons are what? Free. Sons are free. The strangers will pay the tax. Do you know what that means? They will walk and sweat for it. You will walk, but it will stress you. It's a different kind of walking. Now, think about this. Two dimensions of work before I close. First dimension of work they walk, 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 the strangers. Oh. Ah, you see, our ears are open. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, let's leave it like that. <laughs> so they walk, walk, walk. <laughs> and then they get the money. But your own kind of walk is a commanded work. Where Jesus said, go. And then you, you, just, you just go and acting. You are walking, but it's a commanded walk. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Strangers and sons. These things I'm telling you, they are just hitting me as I'm talking to you right now. There's an open heaven here. You just go because you're commanded. And then, take the hook, get your fish, get the coin. As instructed by God. You are precise about it. You know what God said to Isaac? Stay in this land. Don't go as they are going. Stay. The Bible says, in the same year he reaped a hundredfold instruction hallelujah say after me say I'm a son, I'm a son. say it again say I'm a, son. I'm a son how many people are convinced about their sonship yeah you, 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 you should know now okay can I just read the last scripture for you Romans chapter 8 verse um, let's do let's do 16 Romans chapter 8 verse 16 let's read it together one to go the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. The Holy Spirit is, is bearing witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. So you, you know, you know, the Spirit bears witness. If the Spirit is bearing witness with your spirit that you are a child of God, is this, is this something that you did that will confuse you? Are you getting my point? Yes, is this something that you did that confuse You see, in the face of adversity and in the face of even your mess ups, you tell yourself I'm still a son. Yes. Are you getting me? In the face of wrongs, okay? Because the Bible says, um, I write, John, John said, I write these things to you that you may not sin. But if any man sins, we have an advocate with the father. Sons. You're, you're the judge, yeah? It's your father. We have an advocate who is the lawyer with the judge who is your father. Jesus is the advocate, he's the lawyer. And guess what? The advocate and the judge are on your side, they are your family members. Is that fair? <laughs> Praise God! Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah! We have an advocate with the father christ jesus the righteous which means that he will be on your side for him to be righteous hey did you get that if jesus is not on your side he's not righteous he's unrighteous if he's not on your side because he died for nothing Do you understand it mm-hmm. you see don't let your traditional mind fight some things praise God! we're going to go deep in the world this year Okay, so these are, these are things you will say to yourself. Whenever you're faced with adversity, do you know what you're going to say to yourself? I'm a son. How do these sons walk? I'm a son. That's what you should be telling yourself. You cannot have a rich father and be poor. I'm a son. You cannot have a wise father and be foolish. I'm a son. These are the things you should say to yourself. Praise God. Lay your hands on your neighbor. tell come, come help me. Lay your hands on your neighbor and just begin to prophesy that your neighbor will act accordingly. Look up everybody. Look up everybody. Keep that scripture. Keep that scripture. Keep playing, bro. He said, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Verse seventeen, and I says, and if sons, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. That means what He has, you have. So your sonship is the basis for what you inherit. So you have to keep telling yourself, "I'm a son." so what does saying I'm a son mean to you it belongs to me that's what it means to you so don't think it's not yours it belongs to me why why you how dare you say it belongs to you I'm a son I'm a son say it with me say I'm a son so he says, join us with Christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified how? See that? Say it again. See, I'm a son. You're coming into inheritance. In fact, you have come into inheritance because you're a son. Hold your neighbor. Hold your neighbor. In the name of Jesus. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church. Visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.